right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Hey, Kev, I'm telling you, man, this podcast fires me up because I was such a nitrous, dude, I was a nitrous whore. You know, I put my hand over my mouth and said, I, you know, I, I would have done bad things for nitrous for a bottle refill back in the day, bro. <laughs> I, I'm one of those guys. I think it's the most affordable power adder. I've got it on, hell, seven or eight of my cars. All right, so how many bottles do you think you've been through in a lifetime? All right, so I had, I went through so many bottles, I had my own nitrous refill station. <laughs> like my friends would come over at my house and they would fill up their nitrous tank because I had one of the big tanks and the pumps that, you know, people would come over and they, you know, they would go to their local race shop and pay, you know, 40, 50 bucks for it or whatever. Or they'd come over to Willie's house and get it done for, you know, six pack of Bud Light. Well, that's like the equivalent of, you know, having a kegerator in your house, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to buy one or two bottles or a six-pack or 12. I'm going to have a keg yeah, man. right well, here. I mean, have you ever messed with nitrous? Nitrous, I think, has a bad stigma about it. I think believe it's kind of believed in, in a lot of people's minds that nitrous is so volatile and so scary, and it's just a matter of time before you blow your engine up. And maybe that was the case back in the day. People were, you know, were adding way too much power and way too big of kits and, and didn't know how to jet, you know, or flow their, their system. Nowadays, man, with people like Steve at Induction Solutions, man, these kits are so easy to put on. All the hard work, all the tuning, all the stuff that you had to figure out on your own is done for you. But, dude, there was times, man, back in the day, we would tune our nitrous kit by, you know, smacking on it, shutting the engine down, going back and reading plugs to make sure you didn't go lean, make sure you had a ground strap on the spark plug. Like, there were times I came back in the pit and there was no ground strap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's all about tuning. And I think, you know, it's just as scary to tune nitrous as it is to tune gasoline in, in a sense, right? Right? when you're really pushing it especially if you're thinking of comparators with blowers and you got so much heat and so much power like you get off on your fuel a little bit you get a little too hot in there you get a little pi action and you're going to pop a motor on on you know a turbo or a supercharger just as easily in a sense right yeah but nitrous does it without all the piping without all the you know headaches with you know eight eight thousand oh two sensors and this and you got to cool the inlet temperature you got to do this and that and you, you know it gets so involved sometimes with turbos and superchargers sometimes it's really nice to go hey man i could bolt on 400 horsepower 
And, you know, it's jetted. Everything I need is right there. Then I go out and, you know, put it on a full throttle switch or a, a progressive controller because that really changed the game. When progressive controller, when the progressive controllers came into the market, it changed how we could apply, you know, nitrous throughout the period of an entire run. And I'm telling you, man, that changed the game for us. Oh, yeah, yeah. To be able to really kind of max it out, but to, you know, like I said, do in stages a progressive so that you're really getting, you know, traction to your to your wheels, getting that fastest quarter mile time, right? Really being able to flex the system in a way that, that you need to, you know, have it operate. Yeah, man. For my 69 Dodge Charger, this is a perfect scenario. Got me a 540 cubic inch big block, big cubic inch motor. Uh, it does have a nitrous cam in it. And with one of Steve's kits, man, this is fantastic. I'm making 843 at the rear tire with a 250 shot. I've got it on a progressive controller, and I bring it in at 1,000th of a second. So right when I smack it, I come in at 15%. And I take about 1.5, 1.6 seconds to build the entire kit up to 100%. So that way I'm ramping the nitrous in. I got good bite. I'm not blowing the tires off. But man, at a drop of a hat, you know, I'm almost 900 horsepower on a tune that hooks in dirt. So it makes it makes cars really, really aggressive out on the street when otherwise, you know, you got something you could drive to and from without any issues or problems. Well, it's that drivability because, uh, you know, back when we did, you know, made 300 horsepower and you put some, you know, nitrous or anything else on it, you made another 150, 200, whatever it is, you know, like a couple hundred more. That's one thing. But now we're in the, you know, 900s, thousands, 1200s. Like you really got to manage that tire and you really got to manage how much, how that power is getting down to the ground, you know? And so these little bit of, uh, let's say improvements and evolution on how we control it, right? It's making huge differences. I'm making it a viable competitive tool Right, against a super complicated turbo setup or supercharger, right? Yeah, man. And nitrous is, you know, it's the old saying, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. You know, it's it's a power adder that is, you know, for most parts, for most people, it's fairly easy to understand, you know, and it's fairly easy to grasp without all the, you know, addition of plumbing and you know heat management and this and that and the other and computers and all that stuff man it's for old school carburetor cars you put on a plate system and man let me tell you they'll smack you up in a heartbeat like you just got your ass drug by old school muscle car with a big block and a nitrous kit on it like you know and you got a big fancy turbo and a you know supercharger and all that stuff it's like wow reality check yeah some people say that's cheating i don't know i say it's winning <laughs> yeah, you <know>? right? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, when we come back, Steve Johnson from Induction Solutions, he's a great friend and an awesome, and I mean uh, a nitrous guru. So lots of knowledge. Grab your pen and paper. Back in just a minute on the Two Guys Garage podcast. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And man, Steve Johnson from Induction Solutions joins us on the phone. Man, great to have you. Great to be here with you, man. This is one of those things we we love talking performance upgrades that's simple, that's affordable, that's easy, and makes big power. And you, my friend, have that cornered on the market. You're doing great things at Induction Solutions. Appreciate it. I appreciate having you guys on and getting a chance to talk with you guys tonight. Yeah, man. So, you know, Kevin and I were just discussing how Nitrous was kind of a game changer when they brought in progressive controllers, how easy that made it to tune 
how hard that nitrous came on, man. I remember back in the day, I wore it out. I had that little button, little happy button on a dry, like 100 shot. And I would literally blow through bottles through the weekends, man. I would just run around, just psh, psh, psh. <laughs> I was killing it. Yeah, for sure. That's one thing I always try to tell people when we talk to them about a system is, I always tell them uh, nitrous is like most other things in racing. There's an addiction that goes with it. And when you find out, you know, guys will call us up and they'll be like, man, I just need 150 horsepower. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, you need a kit that probably goes to 400. No, I'll never go there. I'm like, trust me. When you hit that first hundred and it's easy, you go to 150 and it's easy. Next thing you want to do, it's two and it's three. Amen. And you always got to have room for growth. Willie was like the girls in the eighties with the hairspray. Just, you know, like, <laughs> just couldn't get enough of it. You know, just keep spraying. Just yeah. keep spraying. Buy yeah. it by the crate, you know? Well, you know, let's let's talk about how nitrous has changed, man, because I really believe this is the most affordable, the easiest power adder out there, you know? And you've seen it, man. You've been in this game for a long time. How has nitrous systems, in your opinion, you know, evolved into what they are today. And what have you done at Induction Solutions to kind of help lead that charge, man? Because when it comes to kits out there and what's available, dude, you're, you're top notch, man. You got it, you got it squashed. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing that we've done uh, to really make changes in, in the marketplace is I've basically taken a hands-on, make every kit custom, you know, hand-built, you know, for, for each customer. And we flow each system which no other manufacturer flows and, and hand builds each and every kit they sell. So basically, when we talk about flow in the system, it's kind of like dyno in your engine. We know exactly how much power each jet setting is going to make. We, we match the nitrous and the fuel jets so you've got an efficient and a safe nitrous to fuel ratio. And then even uh, like we've talked before, you know, as, as crazy as it sounds, my personal cell phone number then goes out with each kit. I help the customers with their timing recommendations, their spark plugs, their fuels and basically give them one-on-one tech support. Um, and that, that's probably the biggest thing we've done different in the marketplace is, is just gave it a custom, a real one-on-one relationship with our customer. Well, we were talking, you know, just before the break about, uh, you know, m- maybe some of the persona around nitrous being maybe unsafe, popping motors, et cetera, you know, from years and years ago. Um, maybe walk us through, right, because nitrous is just a way of getting really cold, really dense oxygen in. Just like you would try to do with, you know, a forced induction blower or supercharger, you're just spraying in, right, the nitrous right. oxide, but then you have to put the fuel with it, just like you would, you know, with a supercharger, you put more air, you put more fuel. So we get the part about you getting the oxygen, you're getting the fuel in. Now, how do you control it? What's the best way, right, because I think that's where probably people... Uh, you know, in the past have, have probably screwed that up, right? So what are your different methods that have maybe, you know, from years back to, to now, right, of getting that in there accurately? Because that's all about the durability, right? Yeah, for sure. And that's where the efficiency comes. And, that, and that's really what we we did is, um, you know, I've worked for two of the bigger manufacturers and, and you know, I kind of learned the things that weren't always working. And that's kind of what set me in the direction that I went. So, like you're saying, the, the things to make it better and make it more reliable and, and has really made it grow is, is that flowing of the system and, and just measuring your actual nitrous pounds per hour, fuel pounds per hour. And then we've formulated a ratio of the two that make our tune-ups very safe and very efficient, where it takes that aspect of the tuning out. It's, it's not a guessing game. It's not a puzzle. You know, you basically 
put our numbers in the thing, set the timing where we say, and, and you know, you go. And that's that's the truth, man, because, you know, Kevin, if you recall, back in the day, you used to just get a nitrous kit. There was no flowing. You didn't get a, you know, a list of, hey, if you want this much power, here's your jet combination, you know, and take out this much time. And you used to not have all this research available. So it was just us going out to the track and seeing what would blow the tires off, what was, you know, too much, what was eating up ground straps, you know, what was causing lean pops and, and just dyno time. We had to go through all that R&D ourselves, that sweat equity in your car, man. Now it's right there. Steve has all of that. He just hands to you and makes it really easy, and it's dead nuts accurate. And, and, and also, like you were talking, Willie, the electronics have, have came, came around a lot to help out. You know, the progressive controller, being able to, just like you were explaining with your own car, where you start off at 15% uh, and, and build up to 100% over a second and a half, that takes some of the shock off the internals as well as the drive line and the chassis and those things. Um, the ignitions have gotten a lot better to where we can, you know, we can do things from data logging what the ignition's doing to stepping the retards out to retarding time-based, retarding the timing, uh, RPM-based, you know, and multiple things like that. So the whole evolution, I'd love to take credit, you know, for, with our company for the whole process, but, you know, actually it's been electronics, it's been uh, engine components, engine builders, you know, trying different things, camshaft profiles you know, or something that years ago, you didn't really hear so much of a nitrous cam. And, you know, today with the amount of nitrous guys are putting in some of these engines, it, it would blow, you know, most people's minds. And, uh, you know, the camshaft is a big, you know, a big key to that success as well. well what are some of the steps? Like somebody's going to get in with 150 shot and then work their way up. What, what's kind of like the higher end on, on kit sizes now? Like how much power are you making? Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, even... Even our, it, it kind of depends by manufacturer, but you know, ourself, uh, you know, what we use is our Saturday night special, what we call our entry level plate kit. It bolts on a hundred to 400 horsepower. Um, we, we jet map it in 50 horsepower increments because over the years I've learned 50 horsepower is a noticeable change, but not a real risky change. You know, some kits out there want to jump hundred horsepower at a time. And that, that's a big move, especially to some of these small blocks that are out there. You know, obviously the bigger the engine is, the more of a margin for error to some degree you have, but, uh, but again, you know, the, the small steps, uh, are key, but you know, uh, an entry level kit can be a hundred to 400 horsepower, you know, in these days. And, you know, we've, we just did a, a manifold for a guy. We do a lot of custom installs and flow these systems. And this was a pretty high profile racing application that we flow <laughs> his largest tune up that we flowed was a thousand horsepower. Nice. Now, you know, obviously you're making more power. So anything you would do on a normal engine, whether you're boosting it or whatever, to make, you know, 300, 400 more horsepower, right? You got to put the structure in their internals. Um, from a nitrous perspective, right, guys uh, building engines or modifying them, what, what are the kind of things that you recommend typically for, you know, somewhere in that 150 to 400 kind of shot? Um, I mean, truthfully, it depends a little bit on the combination. A big block Chevy is obviously, uh, I kind of call it, it's, it's kind of like the diesel of the, of the engine. It's, it's got a lot of big components and pretty tough to begin with. Um, you know, the late model market nowadays, these LSs, uh, the, the Fords, you know, the Coyotes, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, you know, stock engines per se have enough good internals in them. I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those things as a manufacturer, we're always cautious, but I can tell you, I have a lot of customers putting two and 300 horsepower in these stock engines that haven't even had the rings, you know, out of them and gapped and, kind of one of those things i'm i'm very active on social media and there's always these guys saying 
you know, kind of like they, they, they try to make it like it's black and white, that if your engine doesn't have these certain specs that you can't do this. Well, I got news for you because there's always a guy chiming in that, you know, didn't really care. You know how some of, I mean, I hate to say it, but guys, a lot of these LS swaps, they, they go pull these engines out, have no idea what they've came out of or how many miles are on them. They put them in a car and the next thing you know, they're, they're, they're beating the life out of them. And the, the next thing you know, you, the, the guy's hitting the thing with 250, 300 horsepower, you know, just having the, the time of his life and can't believe he's getting away with it. Yeah, man, on a junkyard motor, he got for 500 bucks and he's making 800 horsepower out of it. It's awesome. So hey, my question for you, Steve, is explain why people need to pull timing. This is kind of the game, uh, pulling timing out of your engine, pulling spark out of it for more power as the power is increased through nitrous. Explain what happens in that combustion chamber, what happens in that cylinder. And, Bert, you can probably get in on it too so people understand why we do that and where you recommend that power you know, and that timing be pulled at depending on the horsepower range. Well, it depends on the horsepower and it also depends on the engine, you know, family and combination because, you know, these different engines these days have different efficiency levels. So again, that's one of the things why I work specifically with the customer and don't do a one size fits all, you know, here, you know, here's a base timing map and it's supposed to fit every application that doesn't work anymore. And it really didn't work back in the day. You know, some got away with it and some didn't. But, uh, you know, the, the big thing is, obviously, with a nitrous system, we're injecting the nitrous, which a lot of guys just look at it in simplicity as the cold air. They, you know, when they purge it, they see it freezing off into the, uh, to the air. And they, they, they've, you know, some of the guys have, you know, seen the, the cold, you know, the frost that, that it can create and those things. So you're putting this cool, you know, and then you're adding fuel with it because of the added cooling effect and the oxygen that it carries. Um, you know, so you're increasing the fuel load as well. Um, you, you, uh, elevate the cylinder pressures and the flame front. So you have to retard the timing back to kind of slow the process down a little bit. So it just doesn't go into a detonation pre-ignition. Well, so with, uh, nitrous, right? Cause a lot of times when you're doing, you know, a boosted application, you have to pull timing, you know, because of the knock limit of the fuel, yeah. uh, with all yeah. the cooling from the nitrous, um, how does that kind of wash out? Does it still end up being, you know, severely knock limited versus structure limited from the cylinder pressure? Um, again, the combination plays a little bit of a part in it. You know, let, we were talking about big block Chevys. You know, the big block Chevys have large combustion chambers, so they have a big domed piston. And it's kind of like you got a flame front that's trying to, you know, burn over and around Mount Everest. You know, you, you swap on the other end that you get in some of these small block Fords that have a combustion chamber a third the size with a dish piston, it's a very fast flame front. So that's where the, that's where the timing really becomes the key is, you know, controlling and, and knowing really what that rate of burn is going to be. But, but yeah, definitely the, the more and more nitrous and fuel we put in these things, you know, they, they generate heat. That's where the camshaft, you know, comes back into it. Nitrous camshafts, um, you know, one of the, the biggest goals with that is leaning towards more duration on the exhaust side and trying to keep that exhaust valve open at the right times to get the heat out of the engine. And that affects the timing numbers as well. But the, the timing ultimately come, comes down to the make it or break it, you know, for us, um, because we know our nitrous to fuel ratios are, are very close by our flowing. So really the key from there is just to time each combination and each horsepower level efficiently. All right, man. Great answer. Thanks for sharing the knowledge. We got to take a break right now and come back. You're going to tell us about Nitrous Tech. 
which is something kind of kind of cool, man. And also, you're gonna tell us what about you know? Every time I've seen a nitrous explosion, it's been on a cool night where the guy didn't get enough heat in the engine. You're gonna explain why that happens in just a second, all right? The Two Guys Garage Podcast back after the break. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We are joined today by Steve, the man Johnson from Adduction Solutions. When it comes to nitrous, this guy's a guru, man. He eats nitrous for breakfast, y'all. Sprays it on his, his frosted flakes. Literally, it's nitrous on his frosted flakes. Uh, hey, Steve, question for you, man. When I see people have problems with nitrous, right, it's typically, man, you know, where their car has been sitting in the pit. They get called up or called out. They don't get a lot of temp in the engine, man. And as soon as they get out, you know, 60 foot, 80 foot, boom, the big nitrous backfire happens. Why is that? And what are the top three things that you believe are the biggest problems, you know, as far as people putting nitrous on that may forget something or not know how to do something? Let's look at the backfire thing because this time of year uh, and in the fall, you know, that's a the fall and the spring, that's when you see the majority of nitrous backfires, you know, and I guess it's funny, everybody wants to call them nitrous backfires, but I always kind of call them ignition backfires. Um, yeah. You know, basically everybody's ran through the summer or in the warmer months and you get down to the fall. And just like you said, you get caught in the staging lanes and the engine sits there and loses all its temp and your, your, your nitrous uh, system is sitting there and it's ready to, to go. Um, they do a quick burnout and pull up. Just, just don't really have the engine up to temp. And, you know, you let the, you let off the trans brake or you whack the gas and, and turn the nitrous on. And essentially, you know, in some cases it can actually just blow the spark out. You know, you, you, you put a cold dose of nitrous in there and a extra load of cool fuel. And, and the thing just doesn't have a, enough temp to vaporize everything and keep it happy. And the next thing you know, it blows the spark out and misses a few beats and bam, you got the genie coming out of the carburetor. <laughs> yeah. Never a good scenario. Like, whoops. You know, if, if you get lucky, you know, the thing should be a wide open throttle anyway. And a lot of times you can get lucky and it, it just kind of a flame out that, you know, it'll backfire the engine and shut off. And, you know, hopefully you can blow the thing out or it goes out on its own and, and you can get the thing restarted carefully. And, and oh, but others I've seen blow it to smithereens. Yeah, unfortunately, there's there's extreme cases where things don't go as good. But you know, we, we hate, <laughs> to, hate to ever see those. And again, it's one of the things we always try to do to educate people. Um, you know, on on my Facebook page, Nitrous Tech, every every uh, every fall, I always try to when it starts. I, I notice the first cool off. I kind of try to to start a post in the thread to remind guys, Hey, this time of year, we need to make sure we got at least 140 to 50 degrees of engine temp in this thing before we, you know, go to the bang button, you know, off the starting line and uh, kind of just kind of bring the topic back out there. Also this time of year, you know, when it cools down uh, again, back to that thing that we were talking earlier, Kevin is this timing's a key. A lot of times you've lost some of the humidity and, and basically the water grains out of the air. And when the air becomes cool and dry, you get a faster flame front. So you need to, you know, to slow that ignition timing down another degree or two just to be safe as well. Was well, there anything they can do right for the backfire as far as like a heat range on the spark plug or gapping or anything like that? Or is it just too dang cold? Um, obviously, I mean, myself, I always recommend, a, a, I always favor a colder plug to begin with and a tighter plug gap. Um, you know, even a lot of these, you know, high powered ignitions, they'll still recommend, 
anywhere from a 45 to 65 thousandths gap. I commonly recommend about a 25 to 30 thousandths gap so we don't lose and we have a less chance to blow that spark out across that gap. So that, that's one of the big things. Um, you know, the, the getting some temp in the engine, you know, when in doubt, I mean, a lot of times if, if I'm driving in a, in a cool weather, or I've sat in the lanes like that, you know, some of the cars, you know, where we have a, let's say an electric fuel pump and fan, I'll, I'll leave the fan off, I'm sorry, or an electric water pump. I mean, I've even been in cases with my ProMod car where I just left the water pump off and did my burnout. And then once I started backing up, would even turn the water pump on to try to build some heat in the block before I even started circulating the water. Yeah, man. All good ideas, dude. And, you know, you mentioned Nitrous Tech. Steve runs Nitrous Tech on Facebook, and this is one of the biggest premier, like, Nitrous forums, discussion sort of ways that people get info, the latest and greatest on what's going on in, in the entire Nitrous industry. It does a lot of Q&A, a lot of, like, tech bulletins and things like that, man. That has really become a huge resource for us Nitrous guys out here. Yeah, that's a, a page, you know, separate of my induction solutions page. There was just so many guys honestly, from other, other, you know, they had products other than ours. There were just a lot of guys calling, needing help. So, you know, one morning I was uh, poking at my uh, iPad and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to start a separate, separate form and an avenue for guys to go here. We're going to make it pretty generic. I mean, what, what better name than Nitrous Tech? And, uh, you know, and away we go. And it's kind of humorous yet, uh, you know, there's been several that have tried to kind of copy what we do and even have kind of even tied our name to their pages. But, we are the original and, you know, basically nitrous tech is the, is the page and we're a pretty active page. There's, there's a lot of people, we, you know, it still grows every day and uh, we try to cover, you know, as many uh, uh, bases as we can, you know, all the guys tech questions, pretty much anything nitrous related. I, I keep it specific to tech as best I can, you know, keep all the, you know, promotions and spams and things out of there. And, you know, uh, you know, we try to keep a tight ring in there and just make it where guys can learn guys can contribute guys can ask questions and not worry about some clown getting on there and trying to be a keyboard rambo you know and, and uh, we <laughs> keep it edu educational and uh you know positive it's a great spot for people that want to go and learn about nitrous and and what you guys are doing what are the top three most common questions you get asked you know on the on the tech side of nitrous what are the three most common questions people always have you know probably you know most guys are asking for jetting jetting help um they've got a lot of guys piece together kits or they've bought old kits that don't have any, you know, any reliable jetting to go by. Um, you know, timing is, is really the make it or break it. Yeah. It's like I tell guys, even back in the day when these kits were out, um, it had terrible tune-ups. If you timed them right, you could even make them, you could still make them live. They just didn't make the power and they weren't as efficient. So, you know, timing is, is, is probably a very common topic. And then again, in this day, a lot of guys are always asking about engine components, you know, camshafts, pistons, pistons, you know, what piston rings, you know, there's so many different piston rings available now with the, the, the tool steels and hellfires and uh, stainless rings, chrome rings, you know, used to, I mean, I ran a, a ProMod car in the nineties and we used a, a Molly, a chrome Molly, you know, top ring, you barely rattled the thing and you lost all the Molly out of it. Next thing you know, you're pulling <laughs> the heads off, putting rings in the thing, you know, every, every few runs, you know, so. The, the evolution through the, the better rings, but um, gosh, it's, it's, I guess because I do it morning, noon and night, there, there's a, I, there's just so many different questions that come up on that page. It's, it's hard to just 
hit one, you know. Well, it, look, it's a great resource for all things nitrous. So if you're into nitrous, you got questions about it, you got concerns, you're looking at jetty, you're looking at what, you know, sort of application, plate, system, you know, direct port, you know, system. Uh, he, he can answer it all. Question for you, man. You said you mentioned you got certain kits for different levels. Most guys listening, I believe, could put on your, you know, your Saturday night, what is it, Saturday Street Fighter? What do you call it? Saturday Night Special. Yeah, Saturday Night Special kit. And it is a great kit. He jets it. So all the questions you used to have about nitrous is all answered. And Steve is legit. I've called that guy at the track before, sent him pictures of my spark plugs, and he would do the same for anybody. And he's like, oh, it looks a little lean, takes more timing out. You know, he's always there. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. Like I say, people think I'm crazy, and there's days I wonder. But, you know, my, my, my cell phone number goes with each kit. Each of our tune-up sheets that goes out, you know, has my cell phone number my personal cell phone number on it. And, you know, basically I tell guys, I said, I, I try to make myself as readily available within reason as I can nearly 24 seven. You know, I always tell them if you know, you're going, you know, on Friday night and it might be a little later, give me a courtesy call. Give me a little heads up. I'll try to keep an eye on my phone as long as I can keep my eyes open. You know, Hey, hey Kevin, Kevin, I've called, I've called Steve before at night on Friday at like, you know, 11 o'clock his time. and been like, what are you wearing? And he hangs <laughs> up on me. Uh, <laughs> But it, it does, man. It really, truly helps for anybody out there looking to, you know, throw a throw a kit on. It's really easy. I mean, you got a couple, you know, a couple power wires, a, a ground, you know, wire, you know, run a couple fuel lines, you know, a, a regulator, get you a progress controller, which is really easy to program. Dude, for very little fidelity, right, you can have big, big horsepower gains, big number gains, and really change your ETs like you never thought possible. And it's all safe. It's all reliable. It's all manageable. You could, you know, you could do it all, I, I believe, in, in, in a day or two in your shop, in your garage, you know, at your house. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, you know, well, the, the first nitrous company I worked for was NOS, which is probably still to this day one of the most noted brands. And, and I was lucky enough to work for Mike Thermos and, and learn a lot in the earlier days under him. And uh, you know, I'll never forget his, his thing is nitrous is a, is a good cheap trick. You know, it costs, like you say, cost effective. Our, our kit, you know, let's say you, you want a hundred to 400 horsepower to complete everything ready to go to the track deal. You know, you can put on for, you know, let's say a thousand dollars or less. Um, crazy. And like you said, you, you can put it on in an afternoon in the driveway and be ready to go to the track that night. And knock a second and a half off your ETs easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's very cost effective. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Unless you're Willie, and then you're just everywhere you go with the hairspray, and <laughs> he, he runs around with a trailer behind him with bottles in it. Yeah, hey, and you mentioned something right there. Talk one time about what people need to do with their converter when they get up and you know up past you know 400. You you want to start looking at other components. Make sure you have a good converter. Make sure you got obviously a, a nitrous type cam, but some other pieces that people need to look at when they start climbing. You know that power scale. Yeah, for sure. You know it, it's like anything. Even if we 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 turn a guy on to three four hundred horsepower, the rest of the car is important as well. And, and just like you said, the converter is obviously your coupler from the engine to the rear tire, basically. And you've got to be able to hold that as well. And, and, uh, there's a lot of great converter companies out there, you know, that again, have evolved with the, the power of the nitrous. And, you know, it's always good to give a guy uh, a call, you know, when you're getting into it and the more and more power you start making, the more and more the converter is, uh, is going to be important. You know, there's definitely times that's one of the things that, 
again, working with the customers, you know, a lot of times, uh, this guy will put his first 150, 200 on. And just like you said, might see one in a quarter mile, might see a 1.2, 1.5, you know, reduction in his ET. Yeah. Uh, and then the next thing, you know, he starts going 250, 300 and then, you know, just, you know, the gains slow down. And the next thing, you know, I might ask him a few questions. We talk about his engine RPM and he's like, well, yeah, now the thing is not dry. You know, it used to drop a thousand on the gear change and it's only dropping 400 now. And I'm going through the lights you know, 500 RPM higher. And I'm like, man, this thing's smoking the converter. We got to tighten the coupler. So there you go, man. Knowledge and a resource for anybody and everybody thinking nitrous, man. And this type of stuff you learn on nitrous tech using Steve is kind of that Achilles heel, man, that pillar of information. Cause he's always there for us guys on this end. So, Hey man, again, thanks for everything you're doing. Where do people find you socially? Where do people, you know, go find you on, on Facebook and all your handles? Yeah, I mean, typically, you know, just like normal, we got the website inductionsolutions.com is our, is our uh, you know, generic website, if you will. Um, we've got Induction Solutions Facebook page, which is our company page. We try to share multiple times daily work in the shop and things we got going on. And then, like I said, uh, you know, the Nitrous Tech page on Facebook, kind of uh, every, every minute I got free, I pick up my phone and I'm poking and trying to help guys in there and pass information around. So basically, induction solutions website or facebook and then if they're really looking for just tech help and, and looking to learn nitrous tech is a, is a great page on facebook to to dig into all right and steve you've had a million success stories induction solutions has been one of those companies when it comes to nitrous that people always rely on for information for quality uh just for great stuff I want to know what was your biggest nitrous whoops back in the day when you first got started in it. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's funny that you say that. I, and I wish I, I wished I had pictures and, and some videos back uh, from the data to uh, to really share some of the stuff I did because as a as a poor kid trying to be a hot rodder when I was 18, 19 years old, I acquired a, a, a nitrous kit from a, from another guy, and nobody else really had nitrous. And the funny thing is. I rigged this thing up and I didn't really know anything. And <laughs> I mean, I didn't know the first thing about bottle pressure. I didn't know the first thing about, I mean, I didn't even know you were supposed to flow the fuel pressure and no baloney for a fuel pressure regulator. If you ever remember those little chromey click, 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 like lawnmower fuel pressure regulators. <laughs> I had that, yes, I had that <laughs> on my, on my, I fed my fuel solenoid through that. And I mean, I, I used to go out and run this car all over places we weren't supposed to be running it all over. And I used to blow the doors off. I mean, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago and, uh, obviously we, we you know, we did a lot of things and raced in a lot of places back then. And, uh, I had a pretty, pretty stout record back then. And I look back after I really kind of learned what I learned and I'm like, how, I mean, in all the years of doing this and having these kits, I mean, I drilled the spray bars out. I drilled the jets out. I, I mean, I modified all this like I thought I knew what I was doing. And I, in, in all the years of doing it, I blew a head gasket one time. And that was because I overheated the engine <laughs> driving it back. I drove it back the return road after I made a, a run out of Byron Dragway. We were supposed to go down to Chicago that night. So I was in a hurry and it spit the fan belt off. And I wasn't paying attention. It was hot and I wanted to get back and, uh, and, and blew a head gasket later after a result of overheating the engine. But I look back at the crap I threw together in the lack of knowledge I had. And, and I'm like, how in the hell did I get away with that? <laughs> Sometimes that's just the way you got to do it, man. Live and learn, right? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, I, I swear I couldn't, I, and I, and actually I still have some of the pieces and parts from those kits 
But I can guarantee you, if I put them together today and tried that same trick again, I would probably run the crank over. Well, man, we love what you're doing for the world of nitrous and everybody out there in it, man. Steve Johnson, Induction Solutions. Hey, it's been a privilege to have you on, man. Love your stuff. Keep it up, all right? Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Hey, don't forget about our show, man. Maybe one day we can throw nitrous on one of these cars on the show and just go rip it, bird. You know, put it on like a beater, right? Oh, I'm game. This is no joke, bird. One time, so I do burnout videos on occasion from my house. Me and my buddy were trying to blow up a van. We ran nitrous into the airbox and cracked the bottle inside and just smoked it until it would blow, and it never blew up. (laughs) Uh, It'll go so lean it just cools the thing off. I I did a nitrous class up in Philly at a buddy's shop a couple winters ago, and we put a golf cart on the chassis dyno. We took a bottle with a Dash 6 line and just blew it in the airbox, and the first time we cracked the valve, it just snuffed the motor. (laughs) So we we had to just – we had to just start slowly cracking it just to just to sniff a little in there. And I forget the numbers, but the thing, I don't know, the thing made like 15 horsepower and, and, and we snuffed enough in it. It made like an additional five. You know, it was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, right on, man. Don't forget our show, Two Guys Garage, Air Weekends on Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Episodes also now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand. Thanks to our guest, Steve Johnson. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B., our producer, Scoop, and our executive producer, Bob Ecker. And don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com, and share your thoughts with us. We're on social, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. The Two Guys Garage podcast is a copyright 2020 Brenton Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. Oh, man, I tell you, that was a blast. Hope you guys had fun with us. Uh, I know I did, and I'm a little jazzed up to maybe go hit a button somewhere. I'll tell you, man, it is a rip. It's fun. Drop a couple hundred horsepower? Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, we'll see you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.